Hello and welcome to another episode of The Clever Kids. This is a weekly podcast where three brothers take a look at a movie and topic from popular culture that you may or may not care about. My name is Tyler. You got Brian here. And as always, the most charming of the bunch, Jeff. This week, Jeff wanted us to watch a 2005 horror film, The Descent, directed by Neil Marshall and written by Neil Marshall. Starring Neil Marshall. Yep. No. Uh, starring Natalie Mendoza, Saskia <laughs> Mulder, Alex Reed, Mayanna Burring, Nora Jane Noon, and Shauna McDonald. I, if none of those names sound familiar to you, there's a reason for that. What's up, Jeff? I, I want to go on the record in saying that wanted is a very strong word for, uh, for, for how this played out. We have uh, a horror movie topic, and Jeff was forced to choose a a horror movie. Um, Did I say wanted? mm -hmm, You did. Jeff was forced into making a decision, and that decision that he made was us watching The Descent from 2005. Direct. I'm I'm taking it again. Um, Jeff, give us uh, your reasoning behind choosing this film, and uh, quick, 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 like one to two sentence breakdown. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good story. So I told uh, I, I have a number of coworkers that listen to this podcast. One of them that does not listen to this podcast uh, found out that I was going to have to select a horror film, and I told him I do not enjoy horror films. That I I dislike uh, horror films, and he said, "Perfect, I'll give you a list that aren't that scary." Uh, and at the top of this list was The Descent. And I said, "What's The Descent about?" And he said that it's uh, about a, a movie about a group of people that get stuck. And I said, okay, well, I'm not claustrophobic. I don't think that movie would scare me if that's all this movie's about. He's like, yeah, I mean, there's other things that happen, but I don't want to spoil it for you. Well, folks, this movie is not about a group of hikers that get stuck. This is a fucking hard-to-watch film. Um, I did not enjoy did this you, film. So you found it really scary? I did. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, so... This movie, I mean, it is, it's not hikers. They're like spelunkers. They're like cave explorers, right? Um, that get stuck, sort of. <laughs> and then other things happen. Um, I don't know. Should, I'm just going to say this movie's 2005. So we're just under 20 years <laughs> away from this release. I think that we are good to just spoil everything. So I'm just going to say full spoilers from here on out for this movie. Um, yeah, I so I had said at the end of last podcast that I had watched this movie before, and as soon as it started, I remembered. I never finished it because when I was in high school, I went to a birthday party sleepover, and we put this movie on because it had just come out. And I was like, as soon as like the cave-in happens, I started freaking out. I was like... I was like, uh, can we watch a different movie? Like, what if we watched you know, Anchorman or whatever, whichever comedy movie had just come out. Um, I was not into this. It was very scary at the time. So I don't think I finished it or I watched the second half of it, like, you know, looking away from the screen and like pretending like I was watching and talking to friends. Um, So yeah, I, I kind of had an idea of what happened, but yeah, it was, uh, this is basically a first time watch for me as well. Um, I liked it though. I actually thought it was really good. I, I uh, immediately thought about watching part two, which came out like five years later. Um, I didn't, but I did read the Wikipedia synopsis of it, and it sounds crazy. (laughs) 
Um, Brian, how did you feel? Same hole or what? No, the same. the The, the main character chick wakes up in a hospital with amnesia and gets take and like the sheriffs think that she killed her friends out in the wilderness, so they arrest her and take her back to the hole to the the cave. They're not far from and the truth. They find all the dead bodies and ha- and now like that new party has to fight and like her memories come back as soon as she enters the cave and she goes into survival mode. I don't know. It well, sounds kind of want to try. That. Yeah, I'm like this sounds crazy. <laughs> Brian, what did you think of this movie? Um, I thought it was okay at best. I, and I'm being generous. I I tried to watch it uh, at night uh, after my wife fell asleep. And I got to say, when, when you're trying to watch something on low, but all the characters keep screaming, um, and, and not oh. even just for, like, I don't know, for the, uh, you know, the monsters attacking them or anything. There's just, like, these, un- like ridiculous moment where the characters are screaming that I was like I have to watch this in the morning like I'm gonna wake my wife up so I just turned it off put it on the next day and it had way less effect on me because I'm watching it in the morning when I'm fresh and there's light in the room versus when I'm sitting there at dark so I I kind of wish that I'd had the opportunity to watch it at night I feel like some of the scenes might have been a little bit more um, heart pumping than what where they were when I was watching it at 7 a.m. on a Saturday uh, with light pouring into the room so um, I, you know, I thought it was okay. There's, there's definitely some, some holes I can pick, and there's definitely some spots I can point to as my favorite moments. Um, the, I, I will say, um, I thought the real hero was. You know, what? I, I'm gonna stop. Are we, are we getting into the we're, movie? We're getting are into. We, we're in spoilers, so yeah. you can jump in. Okay. What were you gonna say? I thought the real hero of the movie was not the main character, Sarah. I, I really liked Juno, mm-hmm. and I thought she got a, a, uh, a raw deal. Okay, 100% agree. Like, at the end of the movie, I was kind of like, am I supposed to be voting for this chick? Like, she just, like, abandoned, like, I don't know, typically, like, a movie heroine would, like, forgive in that moment. You know what I mean? But instead, she's like, no spike to the knee. I just didn't get why Juno didn't just tell the truth and be like, dude, I I got into a crazy-ass fight. She walked up behind me without announcing herself. I accidentally killed her. Like I didn't have any medical equipment on me, so like, like what it's do you want pitch me to do? black and there's Twitch. fucking orcs I'm running to around. You guys, <laughs> and I had nothing to save her with. I just gashed her neck open. Like the, I had to go. <laughs> the amount of people that die in this film from other humans was surprising. I don't watch a lot of horror films, but the ones that I watch usually it's the monster that's doing all of the killing. And in this one, there's like two, at least two. If my eyes were open the entire time, uh, that. Um, get killed by their friends more than the it monsters. Was it was two, but yeah, it, well, two and, and one six. other yeah. and one other woman that just re- inexplicably goes barreling off by herself and then breaks her leg. I was like, leave her, dude. She deserves yeah. it. That, that storyline with that chick was pretty. That was kind of the dumbest like, part of the movie. I was like, it, man, especially... I'd go over to her with that compound fracture and be like, all right, explain yourself. Explain why I should bother to drag you out of this cave. Because fuck that. That was so stupid. You just did that to yourself, you know? Who goes running around through these, you know, tunnels when they can't see what you're doing? Like, you're so dumb. Yeah. Okay. So, so from I want to I want to back us up a little bit. From the beginning, this movie does kind of start like aggressively with a child being <laughs> impaled through the face with a metal okay, pole. Okay, so she did have a kid in that car. For some reason, I couldn't remember if I saw a kid in the back seat. 
Yeah, and it's the kid's head it's that cool. we see get hit. I was like, oh wow, holy shit, that was aggressive. That, that was insane. a wild way to start a movie. And that was the moment I realized I'd picked the wrong film. Really? Was that? It made me jump just because I was just like, oh shit, I did not see that coming. Um, I, uh, yeah, that was very interesting. Um, it was a. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what else to say. Um, but from there, we we did you guys pick up that there was an affair happening like instantly when the man oh. picked the the friend out of the water? No, I like they looked that. at each other. Another friend looked at them, and I was like, oh, okay, so those two were fucking. And then like later in the movie, there's like a reveal that they have, and I was just like, okay, wait, wait, I, mi- I must have missed this. Hold on. So one of them was banging him. What's the reveal? At the end, when. She has the necklace, and she's like, it came from John or whatever, and that's her husband who also died in the car accident. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that that was just revealing. So I thought that Beth, the one that got her neck torn open, grabbed it off of Juno. Yeah. And then I I thought it was basically proof that she and Juno had had an interaction that led to Beth's, Beth's death. It, I didn't it realize is that, because that. that was Juno's necklace. And then she told her that the necklace came from, from her ex, or from her dead husband. So Correct. Beth knew that he, she Juno was banging Sarah's boy. What? Yeah. That's yeah. such a bizarre thing to slip in there. I, I Another reason that they were like, I, I think they were trying to build it up so that it was okay that Juno died. Why would Beth randomly just spit that out at the end? Like some friend for not telling your... Yeah, like not only are you in a cave fighting for your life, but also your husband was cheating on you, bitch. Later, I'm out. <laughs> That's, it, it was so, so, it was I, I so small that was pretty that contrived even, as well. Like I, it was so small I didn't even catch that. Like that's like it doesn't even feel like that's juice worth the squeeze on that one. Like that seems weird no. to me. Not necessary, but, but it now I kind of get Juno, where she's down and kill Juno. I mean, that makes well. It sense. also explains why Juno was so like I have to save Sarah. It was like a guilt thing, right? You know, like she was like I brought her down here. Like her daughter died. I was cheating on her, and like the moment where she was like, you know what Sarah's been through, and she's like, we all lost something that day or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And it's yeah. like she lost the yeah, guy. I was like, she was I had banging. that thought. I was like, well, what did you lose? I don't understand. Yeah. So yeah. So it's just it's a bit. It was unnecessary. It was like an unnecessary detail, and yeah. it wasn't like handled does, super well, in my opinion. But it like gave Sarah like that extra drive to survive. I guess I don't. I don't know. I didn't like it. I, th- I found it very strange. Yeah, it um, feels I, like um, a weird little add-in. Yeah. What about this Juno picking a different cave that has never been explored while on a fun girls' trip? Stupid. What an interesting character about like decision. I was fine with it. I mean, it was fun with it because it led to, you know, them having all their issues. It gets you into the movie, right? Right. Like, fine. It's a plot point that gets you there. I was trying to get us back. I was trying to bring us all back together. I was like, okay, I I can buy that. Like, she just made a bad decision and and now they're all going to pay the consequences. That was the only reason why I was able to reconcile with her getting killed at the end. Because to be honest with you, from the moment they started to have trouble, she was like the hero, bro. Like, and suddenly she learned how to throw a climbing pick like a tomahawk. But oh yeah, no, she's a badass. She's all a of savage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she ran up and broke that dude's neck. I was like, geez, like she was fighting multiple at the same time. She was like going back in to save, you know, friends. Like I was like, dude, this one is like the real hero here because Sarah like didn't do a whole lot in my opinion. And then all of a sudden she just like you know, uh, wings her so that she can take, take off or whatever, you know, like, I don't know that, that was, uh, 
I, I remember like that scene there at the end, thinking Juno's the hero of this story. Like, I mean, she's Sarah, also the villain in a way, but I mean, there's man, that there's that deal. scene where where Sarah's fighting like the multiple crawlers and kills a bunch of them and then falls into that uh, I don't know like that um, the blood filled pool. Yeah, she, like, I think I don't think that was blood. I think it was just like sludge, like dirt, mud, water, yeah, or whatever. But it know. did look I mean, like that, blood because of the red that, light. That felt like the moment when the film tried to reinstate her as the protagonist. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Juno up until that point was pretty badass. I, I just didn't really care about her at that point. Like she just hadn't really done anything. She just was like a, you know, a head case part of the team because of everything she'd gone through. Which hey, that's fine, but. You know, like, don't try to make her the hero right at the end, you know? Like, at the end, they kind of turn her into this, like, I don't know, Resident Evil chick in the last scene where, like, suddenly I'm supposed to believe that she's the real badass. And it's like, no, Juno's been literally running around killing these things and and trying to keep everyone together. You know, I just, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm going to do something. I'm going to spoil part two of this movie a little bit for everybody so spoilers for the descent part two come that came out in 2010 but juno does make it into that one as well Holy when they shit. go back into the cave she's, she's still, still alive there. so it's supposed to be three days later that she wake that oh. sarah wakes up in the hospital right so they go back into the cave and juno survived and is still there and she actually does get to have like a hero's journey in no that movie way. from the yeah, I think so. From what I read, when looking at the like at like discussion of this, most people are in agreement that Juno should have like that should have been a redemption story for her character, and so it was kind of a missed opportunity for her to get that redemption. You know what I mean? Because yeah, everybody makes mistakes, but there has to be a path forward, right? So she should have been able to have that redemption, and instead, Sarah wings her and leaves her for dead. Right, and it kind of makes Sarah less of a sympathetic heroine right you know what i mean because like oh you did something terrible you just like killed a person like on purpose and juno did it on accident oh well juno did it by accident sarah did it on purpose like that kind of makes sarah of like a morally like compromised individual in that moment 100 percent. i did Um, not agree with that move yeah i didn't i didn't like it um I mean, I, th- I thought it was interesting artistically, but, like, as far as, like, me, like, the character that I wanted to root for, I was, I was like, oh, now I kind of am rooting for Juno to make it out. Like, I want to no. see her get out. Yeah, but. I guess my real question is, is Juno had her back to the exit, and all those things were coming at her. So if she survives that fight, why didn't she leave the cave? I'll be, I, I'm, got That wasn't the exit, <laughs> remember? Sarah falls down a hole and then finds the exit at the oh. end. So that, that bit where they're trying to get up, that wasn't the exit. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, I don't know how they explain it. I haven't watched the movie. I just know that she makes it into like the, and they're like, and then Juno enters, and I was like, oh shit, she made it. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I actually do want to watch part two to see that. That I stopped reading once I I saw that Juno was back in it because I was like, okay, now I gotta watch this movie because I want to know. I want to know what <laughs> happens. Juno so. fans. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so, in for that character. I I want to say I want to I want to run this past you guys. The the director's original ending for this film. Do you guys know how it was supposed to end? No. A little fun fact in. for oh, you. Wait, he's dead. <laughs> the way that it was supposed to end was, I mean, the last thing you see is Sarah in the car, right? And she sees Juno's corpse or something as like a hallucination. Yeah, what the hell was that? Yeah, a uh, ghost. Yeah. The way that the movie was supposed to end is after that jump scare, she was supposed to reveal um, that essentially Sarah never made it out of the cave, that Sarah is still inside of the cave 
and that she's basically just hallucinating about escaping. And so while she's hallucinating about being with her daughter and celebrating a birthday, like the, the camera shows like a birthday cake and it pans it on the candle and it zooms back out and the candle is the torch of her, uh, of the torch. Um, and then, it, right. the, and she's just laying there staring at the torch hallucinating. And then the camera zooms out and there's a bunch of crawlers that come running into, uh, to eat her. But it, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's, that's what the, obviously they didn't go with that ending, but, um, doesn't sound like you guys think that would have been a better ending. No. No, I wanted her to get out. I wanted her and Juno to get out. And, like, maybe they don't, they're not friends afterwards, but I wanted them to, like, have that moment where they, they helped each other and there was that, like, redemption. You know what I mean? Um, so I wasn't necessarily satisfied by the ending. I do want to quickly say some of the action scenes in this are really good, and then others of the action scenes are absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, specifically, the last fight scene where it was the two of them back to back fighting against, like, six different orcs. By the way, there's orcs in this movie. <laughs> that was a surprise. When they showed up, I was like, what the fuck? Lord of the Rings is, exists? Like, did they make it into Middle Earth? What is going on here? Um, it's Bilbo's, or Gollum's cave. They made it into Gollum's cave. Um, they, uh, yeah, I didn't like the quick cuts. And, like, there was, like, no, no, like, you couldn't follow any of the movement that was happening because it was all cutting so fastly, so fastly, so fast. Um, and then, uh, but there is an action scene that I really liked, which is when Holly, when they first get attacked, when they're like, look, I, first of all, I loved the use of lighting and like the, the like infrared camera, the night vision camera or whatever, and turning and seeing the orc standing behind them and like grabbing Holly and trying to run away with it. Juno steps in to save Holly and Holly's trying to fight it off, but she's on the ground with a broken leg. And then Juno gets jumped on by another orc from behind and like gets starts getting pulled away. But that scene was shot so well that I was like standing up. I didn't even realize it, but I'd stood up out of the, the ch- out of the couch. And I was like, Holy shit. Like it was so intense. Like my, all my muscles clenched and I like stood up. Uh, and I thought that was done so well. So it was kind of a bummer to me that so many of the other action scenes were shot so poorly. Um, but another really good scene, and this really does come down to use of lighting again, is that scene that Jeff already discussed, uh, whether in the, the sludge pool and like the monster comes up behind her and she has to like fight it off. And, um, I thought that that scene was harrowing, you know, like you're in there and it's like, you could just like, I felt like I could put myself in the character's shoes of like, you know, being like feeling like I'm being pulled under like I'm trying to gasp for air and like you're also fighting for your life like physically not even just like to get out of the water you know I don't know I just thought that that was a very intense scene totally that was done really you know well. that you know that scene where they're trying to create the uh the rope bridge to get across that gap and she's like swinging mm-hmm. and struggling without even realizing and I found myself just hanging from the rafters in my living room <laughs> As that scene was going on, my, like, my muscles are tense. <laughs> just kidding. You exposed the rafters in your living room just to watch <laughs> yeah, this movie? Yeah. You took the drywall down and exposed them? Suddenly I'm looking down at the TV, like, not realizing how I got there because that scene was shot yeah. so well. So, no, Yeah. Um, that was I, – I did think that a lot of that stuff was, was very interesting. And also I will give Neil Marshall props for, like, writing this movie and directing a movie that just shows women – being very physically capable without ever like having to explain that these women have like martial arts skills or anything like that. It was just like, no, these women are just like 
badass and they're just able to accomplish this shit just like you know like anybody could out there sports um, or whatever yeah so let me yeah. change the topic here um and and kind of reveal what what i think is a relevant topic for this film um since we are in this spooky season uh i think that the topic that we should talk about is movie monsters i i think could, what oh i was gonna say i had one more thing to talk about Let's on the movie it. if we could just Neil Marshall wrote and directed this movie. Do you guys know what uh, what other credits he has? He's 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 kind of been right in line with your guys' viewing habits for a very long time. Um, so he went from this, and then he directed um, a movie called Doomsday, and then that I've never heard of. And then he directed Centurion, which is a movie with I believe Michael Fassbender, or it's isn't that Channing Tatum and uh, Jamie Bell? No, that one's called The Eagle. Hmm. Um, but they're basically the same movie. Centurion but he did direct Bender, yeah. Centurion with Fastbender, and then he goes on to direct two episodes of Black Sails, and then he went and directed the Battle of Blackwater from Game of Thrones. Wow! And the Watchers on the Wall from Game of Thrones. Oh man! Oh, shit! Yeah, two of the best episodes of that series. Um, two episodes of Constantine. Jeff, you liked that show? I did like that show. One episode of Hannibal, which I really liked, and I know, Brian, your wife really likes. Um, he also directed episodes of Westworld and Lost in Space, which, Brian, I know you wow. were pretty into Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jeff, too. And then, oh, okay. Um, and then he went and he directed that horrible Hellboy movie. <laughs> uh, the newest one? Yeah. Um, and he went you know, the first and two fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I actually rewatched that movie recently, and there is good in it, but it's not a good movie. It's a it's a bad movie, but, like, there are parts of it that are good. I'm a massive Hellboy fan. I love Mike McNola's comic books, um, specifically his Hellboy comic books. I even like um, David Harbour for the role. I just think I thought so, up. too. And, the like, the was awful. It looked good uh, visually, like, the costume and the prosthetics and everything with Hellboy and all of that, but I just, yeah it just wasn't it just didn't work and it's really unfortunate and apparently he and david harbour like came into like physical blows at some point on the film over over something like they literally like got in a fight which is very funny to me fight with uh, dark santa man yeah i saw the trailer for that it looks hilarious anyway does it uh, it's are we making john wick oh like anything is john wick now i don't understand (laughs) i don't think it was intending to be funny i don't know because he's like He's just saying there's like a Schwarzenegger Oh, level. it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, for Schwarzenegger sure. level one-liners be. where he's like, Santa's coming to town. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was the other one? Uh, God, he had another one that just, I was dying watching the trailer. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it looks t- bad. Uh, time to give out season's beatings. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So horror movie monsters, one. Jeff. Well, hey, take hey, us in there. One more thing. One more oh. quick pivot. God damn uh, it. Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> scores. Oh yeah. For the movie. What was that? That was your requested segment. So once you just listen up. That was not on the recording. So. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Off off pod. He set me up for that. God damn it. But anyway, um, I am shocked at how high the numbers are for The Descent. Do you guys have a uh, guess you want to submit for... uh... Well, I mentioned last week that this movie is, like, very highly rated. Like, people really liked this movie. 
Uh, I know that for a fact, but guess I, guess the uh, tomato meter score and the audience score separately. I'm gonna go ninety five percent critics and ninety eight percent audience. Oh, has there ever been a movie that got ninety five percent from the critics? Um, yeah, eighty six percent. Eighty six percent tomato meter and seventy six percent audience score, but both both pretty high scores as far as movies go. Yeah, pretty good. Honestly, for being so low budget, like clearly like you know hammered by budget. Did you guys recognize any of the characters? Any of that? Yeah, just the one woman that was the witch and the Witcher. Okay. Yeah. I, as soon as she showed up, I was like, "Oh, hey, that's <laughs> that chick from The Witcher." I was like, "It's that maroon um, chick that walks around, the teacher yeah. from the, the school." There you go. All right, Jeff. Horror movie monsters. Get in there. Yeah, I, I um, admittedly might not be the best person to lead this, seeing as I have watched likely the least amount of horror films, but there are some popular ones that uh have been a topic recently how about we start with um it so have either of you guys read the book no it by stephen king so the clown monster is like a shapeshifter well i guess he is in the movie right as well Mm -hmm. um i do think it's scary i think clowns are freaky I'm not, like, terrified of clowns, but I don't like them. They make me uncomfortable. It's it's such a strange concept to me. Like, this weird face-painted thing with fucked-up hair and white skin that always looks crackly. The clowns are strange to me. Um, I don't understand why we put them and parade them in front of children. Um, I don't think anybody does, which is why they persist, because people are horribly fascinated. Yeah. Um... I do think Pennywise is an interesting horror movie monster. I really liked the most recent movie adaptations of this. Um, so, so I'm sorry. Yeah, are, I don't we, know. are we comparing them to these? What, what are we, what's the prompt here? Yeah, are we comparing them, Jeff, or let's, are we just talking general discussion? Um, let's compare them. Okay. Let me let me just so which say, one's scarier? Oh, sorry. It for sure. Sorry, yeah, let me let me just say like I I kind of had this thought like halfway through when we really started to kind of get exposure to these creatures in this movie that I was like man like it can be a lot worse because these <laughs> these women are like physically fit and doing a great job but none of them have any fight training like you know there are no like males in the group that are like you know assisting I just had this thought where I was like man first off these seeds are blind second off it seems like these women are like soloing them very you know like pretty effectively like Juno takes yeah. on like two or three of them at the same time, you know, like, yeah. So- it also helps that all these women seem to be extremely intelligent. Like they have like very good observational talent. Sure. Uh, like, and I was like, man, I, I'm just picturing myself being in that cave and like, if I don't run into that horde, you know, like a bunch of them at the same time, I have pretty good confidence that I would be able to grab each one of those things, slam it down and stick a climbing pick through its head, you know? And, and therefore, once once they figured out, oh, these things are blind and we can just be quiet and help avoid detection, just inch around looking for the exit. And every time that one of those things, you know, gets close enough to detect you, kill it quickly, you know, like grab it, slam it, ice, you know, climbing pick it right in the head. And I just thought, man, I, you know, alien in the alien movies, like the xenomorphs, those are terrifying because if it's onto you, you're dead. You know, there is no fighting well, that thing. Let's quickly just talk about what makes a horror movie monster terrifying it's their unknowable nature right it's like they're they're so new they're such it's like a creature that no one's ever seen before or faced it's not like a horror movie monster isn't just a bear 
right? I mean, it can be, but it's not not very often is it just like a standard run-of-the-mill bear or run, run-of-the-mill wolf. That's not a horror movie, right? Um, that you know, not counting the movie The Edge, where the the killer, the horror movie monster, is actually just a bear. But typically, the ones that we're talking about, they're like a creature that has never been experienced before, and that's what makes these ones scary. Is that it's like a fucking orc just exists, and you're like you're just True. in a cave already lost in the dark, and there's just a there's just an orc totally. chasing I'm not, I'm not you. Know, a group of orcs terrified at first. It would be very scary, but once I saw that, like once I got one battle under my belt and realized. Oh man, I outweigh these things. I'm stronger than these things. They don't have fight skills or any kind of crazy predatory powers. Like they, they're literally just these blind creatures that are aggressive. Like, and I now recognize their weakness, which is they can't see. You know, like I, I just I, I wasn't getting the sense that those things were like these super terrifying creatures. They're just these blind creatures trying to eat. And the women right. were stronger you know more physical and we're winning the fights routinely and so i was just like man i i outweigh any one of the women in that movie by another 60 70 pounds you know yeah like so i just rowing go ahead so let's go let's repurp let's refocus back onto the rest of the movie monsters right so it compared to these is scarier because it's unknowable because it can change shape similar to the character from the thing not clear whether you can Um, kill it I mean, all you have, apparently all you have to have all you have to do is you you know have confidence, and then you can just like beat it to death with a bat. I guess which <laughs> is what happens in the movie. But um, you, you know, before you know that, it's terrifying, and also it's showing you your deepest seated fears, right? So like for some of them, it's getting older, and it's like that death, that like you know fucked up, rotting flesh or whatever, like whatever it is, right? It shows you your deepest fear, it knows your deepest fear, and it. And because of its unknowable nature, that is extremely terrifying. Also, if you're scared of it, it is more powerful, right? Right. So that is pretty terrifying <laughs> in, in and of itself. Just like that conceptually is really scary. Um, so I don't know. Like, where do you guys put it against something like the the monsters in this movie? Uh, I've seen the second it i didn't see the first but i will say what? uh sorry the second it um and yeah you didn't see the first one i didn't see the first one weird okay. i didn't have any intention of seeing the second one either some friends threw it on told me it was a good film it didn't scare me that much but have no intention of seeing the first one hmm interesting okay you have no intention of seeing the first one huh I don't have any intention of seeing any other horror films, but somehow I keep watching them. Yeah. So I think the first one is actually really, really good. When you, um, it's very Stranger Things. When you stack these creatures, I guess this is just my concluding point. When you stack these creatures up against most creatures in horror, they're really not that bad. Uh, it's more the setting, right? They're in their element, and you are not. Well, and therefore, yeah. it kind of levels the playing field a little bit. You know what I mean? Pennywise feeds off fear. So if he's going against other horrifying monsters, like if you put up Pennywise against the xenoph- xenomorphs, <laughs> xenomorphs going to eat him alive. Are they? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. Well, the, I mean, the, we don't know his true extent of his powers. He does some cr- pretty crazy shit. But it's all about his, his form is about feeding off of the other person's imagination. So he, like, I guess we don't know what the xenomorph is afraid of. Yeah, I'd like to see that crossover. <laughs> uh, the xenomorphs, I got to tell you, in all of, other than the thing, 
which you know is a recent introduction for me but the xenomorphs terrify me man they they are stronger than you they are like 10 times stronger than you they're 10 times faster than you they have all the weapons at their disposal from claws to fangs to a tail that's like a straight up spear um and they're you know they're smart as shit you know they're like straight up raptors hunting like xenomorphs like as soon as one's on you you are dead like there are times where i'm like why even bother like they're gonna kill you you know they burst out of your chest like oh my god xenomorphs are i I, in my opinion literally designed to be your biggest nightmare um these guys just didn't strike me as such like it just you know they felt like it was it's something that you could potentially survive xenomorphs do not strike me as something that you could potentially survive um the thing is another really scary one because it's just got those abilities that we're not able to really like you don't even know if the guy next to you is infected until suddenly he's on top of you you know trying to kill you or whatever um yeah th- there's and just... like we talked about last week the thing being like like several parts making up the monster that like if you cut off an arm it could grow its own yeah fucking limbs yeah. and become its own thing that's that's really fucking freaky these things yeah they just they they just kind of slotted in as like a tier two or three bad guy uh monster compared to some of the other ones out there that just have some capabilities that you're like you pretty much just chalk yourself up as as dead if you're in a situation with them um i don't know do you guys agree or disagree with that I think it's more like it that it it's the fear in numbers, right? Like or like the danger in their numbers, right? There's so many of them that like yeah, one on one, you you might be okay. You're probably gonna survive it because you can see, right? But like one on five, one on seven, one on ten, you know, like that your your odds become infinitely. But tell me, it doesn't add to the produced. movie to just increase the size of those things, increase the strength of those things to where you're at a disadvantage even in a one on one. Even that small tweak to the film would have made it that much scarier, you know? Like, like take out the whole, um, you know, incidental injuries and, you know, Juno accidentally spiking a chick in the neck. Although I get that kind of plays into the, the underlying storyline. Um, Honestly, that part freaked me out at first. Yeah, I was like, like I had it, my hands it, up. It like, made me jump. I was like, oh. And they did a really good shit. job of, like, her pausing and being like, yeah. Like, in complete shock. Like, no reaction at all. She's just like, what the fuck? What did I just do? Like, that was pretty great. But I'm just saying, like, if you, if you lean more into those things being big and powerful as a way to, like, overcome their blindness, you know, and still be a predator in that environment, I, I think I it would have made the movie you, a little bit scarier. But you want the creatures to be live like they're living off scraps, right? Like, you don't want them to be the rock, you know? Like, you, you don't imagine. want them to be these <laughs> massive hulking. Yeah. He doesn't fit in the caves. He just gets stuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're like they're supposed to be like little fucking goblins, you know. They're not supposed to be these massive hulking monsters. I don't know. I th- I think that they they're effective in the way that they're they're designed, um, because they're so skin and bones and just like you know raw musculature. I think that that's I don't know. I thought I thought it was interesting, and I do think that these monsters are scary. You're right. They're not like one on one in the daylight. I'm not as afraid of this thing as I am of the xenomorph, right? Or the predator or it because it can change shape and the thing is fucking freaky too um but in the circumstances of this movie in a dark cave where you can barely see and there's you know you don't know how many of these things there are and they can crawl on the ceilings and shit that's terrifying that's very scary um so yeah i don't know i think that these are still pretty effective do they do they measure up against the xenomorph 
probably not especially once you get into the later alien movies and there's like a hundred aliens crawling on the outside of the spaceship trying to break in and whatever you know that's that's gnarly i don't want that right what about uh, i know tyler stated this is a movie that he really respects what about the shark from jaws i mean is it a monster though I don't know. Does that count as a monster? I mean, it is violent and 100%. it is like it has like rabies or something because <laughs> it's just attacking humans, which is not uh, characteristic of sharks typically. Um, I don't know. I, th- that one's easier to beat. Like, just don't go in the fucking water. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you remove it, remove the food source that it's hunting, oh, like from it, it will go on to find a different food source elsewhere. But it's just a but New predator. Jersey's tourism revenue. Yeah, exactly. It's Fourth of July weekend, guys. So obviously, we got to get these kids in the water. <laughs> um, there's also like Jaws Four, the Revenge, where like the 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 original shark Bruno's like child comes back to the same beach to hunt in, in revenge. It basically <laughs> institutes that these sharks have like cognitive abilities. Um, I don't know. So maybe this shark was actively hunting humans. But actually, Jaws is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. So you are in the element of these things. You're in their environment, which puts you at a disadvantage. On top of that, it is more physically capable than you, which puts you at an even more extreme disadvantage. I don't know. I mean, if Jeff can fight a bear, he could probably fight a shark. I was about to say. To I was about to say. We, we, haven't, we haven't tested <laughs> that yet, man. <laughs> what, what, yeah. are you? I feel like Jeff. I mean, if anybody here, I'd like to watch fight a shark. For, it's Jeff. I forgot for sure. about that fucking comment. That is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, there are plenty of videos of people online pushing sharks away. Yeah. You also hear like surfers all the time, specifically Australians, but they're like, "Yeah, I saw the shark coming up, and I just reared back." Punched it in the face, ran away, caught the next wave, surfed it all the way in. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Why did the wave get more time than punching the shark in that you guys, story? Uh, you guys would pick me in a fight against a kaiju, right? Yeah, probably. I, Why? I, the clover kaiju? Is that what you're thinking? Or Godzilla? I, oh, I was thinking uh, Pacific Rim. Mm. Well, I mean, you are get, you in a Jaeger? Yeah, so do you get the Jaeger? Uh, I mean, if you want to give me a huge advantage... <laughs> I'm just saying. If you want to slow me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, so to wrap this point up. Oh, my I God. Think... Are you kidding me right now? I'm sorry. What? I got to cut in. I just threw a quick Google in as uh, for uh, movie monsters ranked pulled up an article and the number one is these fucking guys from this movie <laughs> really yeah, crawlers <laughs> from the descent they're above predator You're like come on are you kidding me right now it's an intergalactic alien that's literally here to have fun chasing you and killing you with advanced wait technology. i'm sorry is, is the predator a horror movie in someone's eyes i don't view it as like i just view it as action is it supposed to be scary I think it's well, and the entire, i've never thought it was scary movie. like the predators only hunt people that defend themselves like they're 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 there to hunt warriors they don't they historically don't kill people that are innocent so like there's really no threat to if you just drop your fucking weapon or you know are weak like me if you just you know stay skinny and weak and just read a bunch of books yeah it's not an option for me right when you can fight a bear like you just you know that they're coming for you I'm just I can't every time you talk about this I just picture Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio getting ragdolled 
around in the revenant. <laughs> it's just it's not even a conversation. Yeah, it's funny. But let's be honest, Leo's a bit of a bitch. Um, <laughs> He's trying to use the gun. Glass. No, never use uh, yeah. the gun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am really trying to think of a like of a monster. Like I don't know, man. I I really do think like if you're in this situation, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a of someone like a monster that I'd rather face in this cave where I don't know the way out. You know what I mean? When I'm in their home and they know yeah. the way around. Apparently Jeff's just going to go into a hibernating bear's cave and test his metal. So, yeah. Um, what about like the raptors in Jurassic Park? Would you, would you rather I mean, be out? If Jeff can fight a bear. Would you rather shark? be in this cave with these crawlers or out in the Jurassic Park in a industrial sized kitchen with two raptors? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yes, you can use a pan if you think that's yeah. going to help you. Well, what we know of raptors is they're very dumb and will attack reflections. So, do, am I armed with a mirror or at least a very shiny piece of metal? <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, you can have a knife. I don't think it's going to help you much. But um, what about the Babadook? Have you guys seen it? No. Um, it's been a while for me. But, yeah, I think I have seen that movie. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, so right. I don't know. Maybe we'll pass on that one. What about uh, I would you like to see that, in a one-on-one in the Mines of Moria with the Cave Troll? No, you don't get me thrill. Um, what's the difference between a Cave Troll and a Bear, Jeff? Size. Pound for pound. Uh, I mean, in this like one, big, I have to I ask. Mean, we see Galadriel essentially solo a fucking ice troll in ROP. So, do I have? Yeah, it's Galadriel, axe. not you. <laughs> do, I'm do at I least have... as good as Galadriel. Oh <laughs> do I have Legolas's bow and Aragorn's sword? All right, uh, sure, because you're not going to be able to <laughs> use either one effectively. All right, all right. Would you rather be stuck in this cave? with these crawlers or doing a basically a pyramid run with Emotep the mummy chasing you <laughs> trying to suck your eyeballs out and your tongue uh these things I think because if that chick Sarah can make it through I think I got it <laughs> okay so you're yeah and the mummy's just like a god tier character I mean that's terrifying absolutely terrifying Except, yeah. character Except he never wins. Well, yeah. He kills a bunch I mean, of people. Yeah, but, I mean, he is up against the great one, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. b Fraser. Yeah, you know, like Fraser, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to come at and, – and Rachel Weiss? All right. I mean, she conquered Daniel Craig. All right. So, All she, right. I mean – So, here, here, here's a better comp. Would you rather be stuck in this cave trying to get out with these crawlers coming after you or be getting assaulted by flying monkeys – on the yellow brick road, but you have to be wearing way too small ruby shoes, ruby slippers. Do I also get to be dressed as Dorothy? Do I get yeah, the you're in weird a dress. overalls dress? You're in a dress. You're wearing <laughs> shoes that don't fit, and you're Do getting attacked by an really... army of flying monkeys. And wh- how big is my dog? Is it tiny enough to fit into a basket? It's, it, <laughs> it is, and it refuses to get out of the basket, which means you have to carry it or leave it behind. Or swing. I think like I got this. Then, it, it yeah, does, I think I got this. I am armed with a dog. It is does what you're saying. Begs the <laughs> question: Which one of you doesn't have a brain, and which one of you doesn't have the heart? Well, I am pretty heartless. So, Brian, he's, he's for sure. T- he's for sure Tin Man, bro. He's Tin Man. All right, that makes you straw man. All yeah, right, I'm a, scarecrow. I'm a scarecrow. 
Yeah. That's very right. flammable. And he gets ripped That's... up by those things. One yeah, more. He gets, yeah. One more he gets here. messed up. Would you rather be in this cave with these crawlers or in a walk-off or a walk race against Michael Myers? <laughs> and he's trying to kill you. I mean, you get does Michael Myers... <laughs> Does Michael Myers have his off-screen teleportation abilities? <laughs> well, he's probably going to be inside of you the whole time. You guys are literally like, picture like a marathon in, course. See, inside like of me? you got a 10-second head start, and he's in behind sight. you trying to knife you. <laughs> in oh. sight. Like, you did say inside of. Inside, which I, I did not say that. Yeah, sounded, but say that quickly. Uh, uh, it inside. sounds like he, you're saying he's inside of you. <laughs> you <laughs> which I was like, well, this is different, a different. Different kind yeah. of horror film. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, the scenario here is you can only walk, and Michael Myers is after you. Has anyone ever tried to seduce Michael Myers? I think that's the real question. Seduce Michael Myers? <laughs> oh my God. He does seem to only kill women with their shirts off. So, um, I don't know. I think I can. I think I can outpace him. I got. I got that stamina. Stamina. Yeah. Uh, stamina. Stamina. I heard a comedian once relay the the opening sequence of. Uh, Halloween? Ha- of Halloween 2 because it starts off mm. with the victim of Halloween 1's head in someone's fridge and one of the survivors of Halloween 1 like basically being toyed by Michael Myers who then opens up the fridge and sees the severed head and then Michael and it's like someone explains the logistics of how Michael would have had to like play he's like first he right he has to look get a phone book find out where they live get on the bike have the head in a bag sneak in put the head in the fridge knock on the door go hide behind the couch like i don't know it just fucking cracked me up yeah well i love i love the logic in those in those 80s slasher movies like friday the 13th halloween freddy krueger freddy krueger makes a little bit more sense because he's supernatural and even jason i guess does too but like really like my favorite part of it is just like what must be happening off screen in between those moments is that he's just sprinting <laughs> all the time. And then they see him and he just stops. Isn't there like, Yeah, and then like whenever he's that. you're looking at him, he's only walking. But like any other time, like either that or he's teleporting, right? Like those are the only two options because he gets places way too fast. Um, also, in the first Halloween, we know that he drives for some reason. He's like in a car, <laughs> which is a very funny concept to me that he knows how to drive. I don't know. Um, so that's, yeah, let's I, I don't know. change gears Those here. Those movies suck. We all saw a new movie that just came out, uh, and we're going to talk about it. How'd I do? Yeah, I don't know. That, did you write a segue into that conversation? I, I did. Um, yeah. We are talking about Black Adam, directed by... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and assume it's... Jaume Colette Sarah. It's J A U M E. Should have looked that up. Written by Adam S Z T Y K I E L. That's a name. There's a lot of names in here. I'm not even going to do all that. Starring Dwayne Johnson, Aldous Hodge, Pierce Brosnan, Noah Centineo, Quintessa Swindell, Sarah Shahi, and others. Um, this movie. Uh, I was going to read this um, tagline here. Nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. Yeah. Who wants to give their quick 
non-spoiler review of this film. Although I um, <clears throat> I liked this film. I there's some key points about this film that I really enjoyed. Uh, I like that they didn't do a ton of exposition. Um, I think honestly they did too much exposition. The first sixty seconds is a little uh, overwhelming with the amount of content that they throw at you. That doesn't really get revisited very soon. But um, yeah. I think that the action was solid, that the cinematography was good, the acting was serviceable, um, and uh, I thought it was a good addition to the DC films. They definitely made worse DC films, um, but overall, I yeah. enjoyed this film, and I would not mind seeing more of this character. Yeah. Brian? Uh, couldn't agree more. I, I really enjoyed the film. I thought uh, I'm... Sorry, I'm trying to make sure I don't say anything about the movie too deep here. Um, I'm excited that they have a character that is, I think, a little bit more morally ambiguous um, in that that you could do stuff with this character that you, I don't think you could do with Superman unless your storyline is that Superman is has been like mind-controlled or something because this guy, he kind of blurs the line. Like, he's not, he's not your traditional superhero. And then you actually see that throughout this film is that he's like butting up against the superhero ideal and saying that ain't me dude like i'm not that guy i'm not trying to be that guy and i think that you can do a lot with a character like that and i you know i i, I thought it was a good movie I, I think there was a good action i thought there was a good twist at the end we got some cool new characters to the universe uh i think dc might be heading in the right direction here i'm excited um i i did like this movie but i do I completely uh, like understand like so this movie is getting relatively mixed reviews. Brian, do you mind pulling up Rotten Tomatoes on it? Yeah, I got it. Um, I, it's getting relatively mixed reviews. Honestly, mixed to negative, and I completely see the reasoning. Like I can see all the cracks in this movie for what it is, but I genuinely found myself enjoying it for seventy five percent of the film. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if I was a movie reviewer professionally, I would give it like a pretty like good review honestly there's a lot that i liked there's a lot that i didn't like but overall i would say that i enjoyed most of this film so i I think it's worth seeing um but i also think it's completely fine to miss it and wait until you see until it comes out on home video and you know rent it or wait until it hits the the hbo max app or whatever um Let's go full spoilers for Black Adam and do a quick discussion of it and the parts that we liked and didn't like. Um, I'll start. I thought the some of the action scenes looked amazing, like were really well done. Two specifically stood out to me. Uh, one was the fight between Aldous Hodge's Hawkman and Black Adam in the apartment. I thought that that looked really good and was interestingly shot. Um, and two was uh, the fight when The Rock is trying to rip off the mask so that he can say Shazam uh, when the the main bad guy shows back up and he, you know, he gets freed from his containment cell or whatever and he's fighting against all the guys with the guns and he's just like a guy. Uh, logically, it made no sense to me, but I thought it looked good. I, I was like, oh, I'm like following this action really well, and I think that this looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I didn't like in this is 
Hawkman in the comics is pretty on par with Black Adam uh, abilities wise and like combat wise and I didn't like that they made Hawkman Hawkman just get his ass handed to him every time he went up against Black Adam I don't like that they made Black Adam like this god tier power he is he is but Hawkman with that nth metal is like the nth metal mace is able to like kill a kryptonian like it's a it's an alien metal that is very very powerful and is like can be very damaging to god tier uh metahumans and i didn't like that um black adam just like handed his ass to him pretty much every time they interacted Uh, i thought that that was kind of dumb uh hawkman should have been shown to be able to hold his own a little bit more another thing that i didn't like about that is nobody showed any damage in this film like hawkman didn't have any scratches or bruises or anything ever and i just i feel like i'm sick of seeing that in movies like just show us some like if you're going to show us the violence show us the outcome of that violence not everybody needs to be like pretty all the time you know um because it's kind of hard to tell if you know when superman's in a fight with zod and neither of them are showing bruises or black eyes or blood. And then Superman breaks Zod's neck. It's kind of like, well, how can he do that? But like, can't even leave a bruise on the man. You know, I want to see, like, show me the outcome of that violence. I don't know. That, I'm just kind of sick of seeing that shit. It, I think that Marvel does a good job of showing like Captain America grimy and beat up when he gets in a fight. And even Thor and all of them, you know, mm-hmm. yep. show me the bruises. What the fuck? I want to see him. Or at you least know? a little dirt. Their bodies just can't take any dirt. Like Yeah, Aldous Hodge takes his helmet off and his hair looks incredible <laughs> and it has not even a scratch on him and he just went to went got thrown through so many walls, you know? Anyway. Who's next? Yeah, I'll go next. Uh yeah, the action was great. It's I always really like seeing the you know, Superman tiered guys go at it. I think it was cool that we got to see what they're capable of with you know these like a superhuman like this like that first scene where he gets shazammed back from his prison or whatever and he just starts cutting through all the uh the intra uh gang soldiers we're actually watching him in real time moving faster than everybody else around him and like it's did anyone get quicksilver vibes from yeah. uh yeah Days of that, Past on that scene? that and like i think separately from that you know kind of slowed down thing where he's moving at normal speed and everyone else is just sitting there getting grenades shoved in their mouth or whatever um i'm talking about it showed there's like this one shot where it kind of like went out third person and then it showed him like flying back and forth from character to character or like from bad guy to bad guy killing them and he's like moving unnaturally like his body like looked like almost like halting it in times like he would like zoom over to somebody and then like zoom like you know kill him zoom over to the next guy and his body was just like moving weird and i thought at first i was like oh that looks awkward and then i thought you know what that probably is what it would look like to somebody that you know that's watching things at normal speed and this dude is moving faster and you're like not able to like perceive some of his movement i thought i thought that was really interesting and i you know it's funny because i've always wondered if we're ever going to get to a point where a live action um like dragon ball z you know style like action is going to be possible on screen and i think we saw a little bit of it in the first superman or the first man of steel where they're like flying at super speeds and punching each other and then i saw it in in this as well where i was like man there's just moments where they did a good job of just really kind of delivering what it would look like to somebody sitting in a van watching this dude kill a bunch of bad guys that are moving at normal speed you know it just looked 
unnatural in in the right way and and um that looked good you know i agree they could they could be a little bit more damage there's you know on characters or they could show a little bit more they, they had the uh the eternium metal and they showed that him take some damage from it and then they showed it on his hand later but it didn't really play much of a role so i kind of question that whole eternium thing i kind of don't really like how often in these movies some new magical element pops up that seems like it's a total game changer and yet nobody cared about it in any of the movies prior um you know, like there's little things like that, but for the most part, I thought it was really solid. I think the characters we got were cool. I agree that Hawkman could have been uh, powered up a little bit, um, and I could see them just kind of like quietly dialing him up in future movies, and I think they'd get away with it, um, and I hope they do so. But other than that, really cool. Um, last thought I'll give, I know I'm rambling here, I really got this vibe that they were trying to steal some of the Marvel formula this time around and I like it I'm glad they're doing it I think the things that work in Marvel I want DC to try to embrace because I want both franchises to be awesome and fun watching for years to come and I think they were stealing some stuff and it was working they had all these different characters getting screen time I thought everybody got in, in, you know, enough time to make a, you know them an entertaining character or someone I could put my arms around and on top of it there were little things like this city of conduct and the local people, it totally felt like they were trying to recapture the magic of Wakanda in Black Panther. I thought, man, like, I could really see, you know, people that, you know, uh, relate to this population putting their arms around the Kondok, uh, Kondok and the Kondakian people, or however you'd call them, um, in the same way that we saw somewhat of a cultural movement with. Uh, the first Black Panther movie, and I thought, I, you know, I kind of appreciated the attempt. I think it was a, a, a smart move on their part. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I, I think um, for me, one of the topics that hasn't been touched on that I really enjoyed, and I touched on this, I guess, earlier when I did my own summary, but um, they gave a little bit of exposition at the beginning with the whole Eternium and gave us a quick backstory to. Um, what you understand is the popular publicly accepted backstory of of the champion as they refer to him but then they jump straight into the jsa and with the jsa i didn't i like i've taken a note from tyler in recent years and stopped watching trailers um for example this going to this film was the first time that i saw the rocky three or the the creed three trailer shit looks great um looks really good so there was i had heard things about this film like tyler and i had been talking about how hawkman was going to be in this film i knew that kent nelson was going to be in it um dr fate i and i i knew that adam smash was going to be in it i did not know that they were going to bring in a cyclone character in fact while i was familiar with the cyclone villain i wasn't familiar with the cyclone hero um which i think might be a new character i'm not sure but um I really enjoyed that not every single person got a backstory i really enjoyed that they didn't spend 10 minutes of exposition explaining every single minor thing in the film that they basically just expected the audience to accept that you're watching a superhero movie and that there's going to be characters that you're not familiar with potentially and that if you're interested in them go look them up go read their comics go find out what they're about but don't waste screen time just because you want them in your film um i i think that uh deadpool's done something similar probably was one of the first ones where they you know turn around and and had characters that don't get backstories right you don't get to understand what negasonic teenage warheads traumatic past is you don't understand where colossus came from you just accept that those people are in the film now and let's move on and i really enjoyed that from a comic book perspective it really helps um 
I really enjoyed not having to waste the screen time on it and getting back to the action and getting to the, the development um, and flesh out those characters more later. Um, so I'm glad that we got to see a wider cast in this film because DC historically has been two to three characters. And I think that they need to embrace that ensemble cast approach of bringing in a wider body of people if they want to actually use all of their intellectual properties. Um, yeah, I will say I will echo that. I didn't like that the uh, that they jumped to the JSA and then didn't really give us a lot of time with any of them, and then expected us to care about any of them. Like, I feel like they gave us Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate, which I was like, cool, good casting. I'm into this. Let's see what happens. And then we didn't get a lot of time with Doctor Fate to get to know him. And then when he sacrificed himself, they played it as like this emotional moment. And I was like, I don't fucking care that this guy's dying. Like, who is that? Like, why do why do I give a shit that this dude is dying? Like, why am I supposed like I'm supposed to like be attached to this guy after like ten minutes of screen time? Like, I don't. This means nothing to me, you know. Um, I uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't like that the that they they sidelined i i i feel like there's a movie missing here like i feel like i would have liked a movie of the jsa showing up and getting to know each other like similar to like james gunn's suicide squad film you know what i mean like give us these side characters on a mission and then do a black adam movie and have the jsa show up that way when dr fight fate sacrifices himself it means something to me you know what i mean like i've had time with him i don't know I thought that that was dumb. And I, I just kind of felt like those characters were shortchanged. Like, Adam Smasher is kind of a cool character from the comics that you know, I never thought I would see in a movie. So seeing him in the movie was kind of fun. Another example of but that it kind really... of lifting Marvel. Yeah, very Spider-Man vibes, well, right? Uh, I was going to say Ant-Man. He's he's a literally Ant-Man. Yeah. Similar. Yeah, but I meant like spider personality. I mean, yeah, I guess he's got the Paul Rudd jokes too. Yeah. That, that actor, his neck just becomes a head. Like his neck is wider <laughs> than his head. It was blowing my mind. I was like, what is going on with this dude's body? Um, he had the widest neck I've ever seen in, in, on a human being. Um, I thought he was good. He's funny. He's got good comedic timing. Um, I really liked the, the, the actress who played Cyclone. Jeff, like you said, I don't, I don't know that character she's not a big character from the comics really uh quintessa swindell is that actress's name i thought she was good never seen her in anything thought she did a really good job uh every time she was on the screen i was just kind of like oh there's something to this chick like I've, i'd like to see more from her yeah. unfortunately they just don't give us anything with her <laughs> um yeah and I'd re- i you know i was kind of annoyed by like the the villain showing up it's just in the final few moments and then having like a punch on with black adam and then being you know ripped in half or whatever happened to him um i don't know i didn't mind it um i think the only thing that that this film really introduces that is problematic is the existence of the jsa having been founded for decades right i mean dr fate's now been a hero can a lot can can uh canonically yeah, he's been around for a hundred years. Um, yeah, for like a hundred years, and yet, where the hell was he when uh, anything in the DCU happened? Yeah, I mean, who gives a shit? I don't care anymore. Just give us good movies. Like, I'm willing to like, yep, overlook the canon of all of it. Like, just give me give a us... period piece. Give me a period piece. 1960s JSA movie. <laughs> yeah, DH Pierce Brosnan <laughs> to to hot Pierce Brosnan, James Bond. 
uh, era, James uh, Pierce Brosnan. Um, I don't know. A, I d- give me a Daniel Craig as Wildcat. Give me a. Ooh, damn, that's good casting. <laughs> Daniel Craig as Wildcat would be sick, actually, because he's built exactly like the character. But Wildcat's supposed to be like a Bronx brawler you know what i mean like street level like new york guy who's just a psychopath uh, did, who's good at punching did you people. see knives out that accent was doing it for me all right <laughs> um let's talk about the big reveal from this movie i think we've kind of talked about all that needed to be talked about in this movie there's not a lot to spoil it's pretty obvious what's going to happen throughout like as the movie unfolds you're just like okay i get what i know exactly what's happening here mm-hmm. um there is one big reveal at the end which was spoiled so obviously for weeks um i knew it was coming and i hadn't even watched a single trailer (laughs) except for like you know the ones that show up before a youtube video and i usually try to skip them as fast as possible um superman is in the post credit scene and he is played by henry cavill he's still superman it's been widely rumored that DC was moving away from him and wasn't going to use him anymore and there was going to be a new Superman and I think The Rock used his uh, his charisma and his power house uh, and his power uh, of charm uh, to just basically tell DC he's like I'm not going to do this movie unless Henry Cavill is Superman because The Rock Dwayne The Rock Johnson knows what the internet wants. He's very plugged into the internet, and he, I think he's very good at marketing. Um, and I think that he's very aware that people really wanted Henry Cavill to stay as Superman and what weren't happy that they were moving away from him. And he brought, I think that just by his force of will, he brought Henry Cavill back. Are you guys happy to see Henry Cavill back? Oh, yeah. Are, oh, yeah. Are you 100%. confused by the fact that Amanda Waller somehow has a favor? Like he owes Amanda Waller a favor. I didn't. I, I, was, I was like, telling, "What the fuck I was is this?" Jeffrey briefly last night that I, 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 I'm having a hard time taking her seriously. I don't really like that she has these god tier beings at her beck and call when she's just some chick with an ego. Like I, I so know. they do better with Waller in the comics for sure. They're so, not really using her the way I'd like them. Waller's to, character, for those who are listening, is essentially just a representation of the American government. And that she has the authority of the, the American military complex to then enact that will. So everyone that takes orders and wants to be part of that American military complex, of which Superman is like inherently a part of in the comics, listens to it, right? It's not Amanda Waller doing anything. It's America asking you to go here and do that. Yeah, That's why Superman the book, she speaks on behalf of the president president or yeah. like you know the 100%. ruling party of the, she has of, the full authority of the uh office of the president yeah so Amanda waller is a very interesting character to exist in superhero comics i actually really like her um usually in most in most representations in the comics um i think viola davis is uh excellent casting and i'm very happy that she's still around because i think that she's like the perfect actress to play amanda waller I just don't know if I've seen a movie in which they really nail her characterization in a way that, like, I would like them to. But I'm like, kind of okay with her playing this Nick Fury type that's, like, not necessarily a good person. Yeah. Nick, Fer- you know Nick Fury I mean? is the comp, but I just – I don't know. There's just – like, I just feel like if I'm a, a being with this much power – and a normal human was talking down to me the way that she talks down to people, I wouldn't let it go very far. I would be like, that's what 
Black Adam says, right? Like, the, the, everyone else respects the authority of the American government, and so they allow Amanda Waller to talk to her like that. Black Adam is the first character that you're seeing that is not American, that is saying, fuck your authority. Yeah, and I, I completely like that because I, I don't think it should have gone this far. <laughs> so. What a weird. What happens after this discussion with Superman where he just says, you're the first person to make us all scared or whatever? Like, what? People. Like, do they punch? Do they fight? Do they kiss? I doubt kiss. it. I bet they Superman's. Uh, so, what happens, guys, from the comics is that Superman's going to use his Superman 2 kissing forgetting powers. <laughs> He's going to build a wall with his eyes around <laughs> Black Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I love those movies. Watch it. <laughs> I love them too. Check your shit. Uh, um, it, yeah. Uh, I, I was like. Yeah, what an interesting post-credit scene. I was just like, what is this drone? Like, when was this shot in a fucking closet? Like, what is going on here? Like, what a weird, weird scene. Um, but I will say, seeing the smoke, like the person land, I knew it was going to be Henry Cavill. And I was like, this is a fucking really dumb way of doing this. But as he walks out of the smoke, I was like, Fuck yeah. something hit me. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm happy so, to see him back. Yeah. God, son of a bitch. I'm in. I'm you in. Know? Yeah. I, so with that, like, I, I couldn't tell you. Like, not that the, realistically, we know how these things go. They, they, they put something there to keep you excited, but that doesn't necessarily they're going to use it, right? Like, Thor being a part of the Guardians of the Galaxies could have been an entire film by itself. Lasted all of about 30 fucking seconds. Had no impact on the film. Right? So, like, that was just something that they could have done next they clearly had a plan but that plan got completely sidetracked and they went in a different direction that being said uh well i think what's going to happen next the next time you're going to see black adam is he's going to be the post-credits trailer for shazam 2 it's i think black adam makes more sense as like a like a like a justice league threat like make him the bad guy in the next justice league but I guess if you have Shazam and Superman, like Black Adam doesn't really stand a chance at that point. But I don't know. I don't know what to do with this character. Like it's just they've been like this is one of the problems with DC, especially when it comes to like cinematic universe. So many of their characters are Superman clones or god tier level that it's sort of like how do you make an interesting movie can, with them i have the answer to that question you go with the civil war blueprint where he's kind of justified but also going against the superhero way and they're just at odds and people pick sides like i think that there's yeah but you, you see like that. the level of damage that ensues when these god tier level powers yeah you know come to blows and it's just sort of yeah does everyone die and <laughs> they end the world i mean it's like two nuclear bombs well, yeah, I mean, punching is, each other. Watch, you know what I mean? We watch Batman and Superman crush each other for a whole movie. We watch... Yeah, and that movie sucked. <laughs> so, But is that the reason why it sucked? No, it sucked because Zack Snyder just needs to be reined in a little bit. I'm really worried about this Rebel Moon movie. I'm excited. I want to see it, but... Right. I think like, I think you can kind of, like, have him be a counterpart, not play ball, you know, in films. Like, and make him, a, like, an anti-hero that's not just straight up a villain. If that makes sense, yeah. Like how I, are you doing stuff that you can still like kind of root for. I am tentatively interested to see where they go from here. Um, 
I'm really bummed out that Ezra Miller is fucking up the Flash movie release and that that movie is going to do so poorly now. And like, I don't even really want to do it because I, you know, I'm basically putting money in his pocket and he appears to be such a monster and like they're going to have to recast the character anyway, which fucking sucks because uh, there's a good chance that he's going to jail. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm really interested to see what DC does. They're just like, they're really having a, a hard time right now, especially now that like the, the Batman came out and was like such a critical darling. Like people liked it so much and it's not the Batman that's in the justice league. So, uh, and like Bat Ben Affleck is probably not coming back. So like, are we just not going to have Batman? I don't, you know, and yet we I just, see, I'm so interested to see and that we see Batfleck in this film for a brief second like they clearly yep. established that batfleck is still the batman for this universe which God. is just wild to me oh and the shazam trailer has ben affleck in it yeah where he says batman is you know batman's got his thing and then it shows it's like ben affleck's face they don't when they say the fl- they talk about there's already a guy in here with a red suit with a lightning bolt don't on it they don't show his face Look. which i was like damn are they gonna deep fake grant gustin onto ezra miller throughout this movie or something look here's here's what you do you go to ben affleck and you say dude what is it gonna take for you to, to like sign up for like three movies fire robert pattinson or two movies and we and uh, we kind of find a uh, like a clean way to pass off the mantle or you know bring in uh, a character like nightwing or something that can kind of step I mean, into your role without having to be your same character or something you know what i mean, I mean it's like, it's public knowledge that ben affleck was not okay with robert pattinson being cast as batman so he's as far what as you mean like, I've, how is this public knowledge i mean he's talked about it he said that it was such a depressing state for him that met that him and matt damon had to like spend weeks talking about it for him to move on from the role and give up the role of batman right okay so but that's not on robert pattinson that's ben affleck chose to leave because he was in a dark place and dc was like well we need this movie to come out here so you need to heal and he was just like i need to step away and so he left and then they recast and made just made a different movie I still maintain that I would have rather seen Ben Affleck's version because it was going to be like a James Bond style Batman movie. And I want that so badly in my soul. Um, but we're not, we're never going to get it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I, anyway, yeah. there's a whole other discussion. If they can bring Black Henry Adam Cable was... back, they can bring Ben Affleck back. I don't think he's completely out of the woods on this one. I think they can get a couple movies out of him, find a way to pass off his. Well, he's part of the... in The Flash. He's in The Flash right. with. There you go. The Ezra Miller movie. Just talking back to uh, one or two more movies, dude. Get the send the rock over. Let him pull him in with his gravity or whatever you were talking about before. His charisma. Um, and he is gravitational. I think he, they pulled they pulled be. Ben Affleck back in. Find a way naturally over the course of a few movies to to pass that off. Henry Cable's your other big one. I was telling Jeff last night as well. As far as stealing this Marvel formula, part of it is have tall, strapping, good-looking guys that can carry a role. And Henry Cable is the perfect counterpoint to chris hemsworth and chris evans like he's the he's the guy that stacks up against them so i don't think they would have done very well with him out of it you know what i mean ben affleck a little bit older i don't know if he's quite you know on that level but uh you know i think he's fine pull him back you know build something pretty cool and then find a way to get him out yeah that's all right guys play call somebody call dc let's yeah send them this recording you're welcome and tell them we're sorry about all the rambling and uh, i'll take a one percent cut of the profit for my suggestions when it pans out to one percent that's a that's a massive percentage yeah so much you're talking like 0.2 all right for most people all right give me 0.1 percent <laughs> i'm still good with that that's like 10 million dollars 
All right. All right. Let's move on. Um, or wrap it up. You guys want to talk Let's about what we've there. been watching, think, reading, think, listening to? I think Black Adam probably covered that segment pretty well for now. Unless, cool. Yeah. yeah. I know I, we're, we're pretty pretty over time already, so. Brian, you're picking the movie this week. Oh, yeah. And I gave you forward knowledge. So. Oh, I haven't picked. And we're going to go back to early in this conversation where Jeff said he would not willingly watch the movie It. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching it this week. It's on Netflix. It, I checked earlier. Is, that's what you wanted to watch already, and yeah. it's just funny that I, I you had, brought it up. I was trying to choose between two, but the moment you said that, I had my choice. What was your other one? Uh, there's, for... I was scrolling through the horror section on Netflix, and there's another movie called The Ritual, where it's it's kind of like mm. The Descent. It seemed like where four friends that are kind of weirdly estranged are like hiking through the. I watched and, this. Like, it's actually very good. Um, okay. I really liked that one. So even if for anybody listening who just wants to watch a very good horror movie, the monster in that movie made it onto a bunch of the monster lists that we were looking at earlier. And I didn't bring it up because I knew neither of you guys had seen it. But that monster is fucking freaky. Um, but Brian, I know you like horror movies. I do highly recommend that you watch The Ritual. Okay. I think it's very right. good. Yeah. Well, in, until then, we're watching The Killer Clown. So Jeff, uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> also i'm excited to to know that you know how the movie the second one ends like the story yeah. ends so now you're gonna you're watching it as like a prequel so that'll be interesting yeah. all right well thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next week to talk about it thanks everybody thanks guys thank you for listening to the clever kids podcast if you want more from us be sure to follow us on social media. We're at Clever Kids Pod everywhere. Or you can get in touch with us at cleverkidspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And be sure to rate us on whatever app you're listening on and recommend us to a friend. We really appreciate it. Or don't. Whatever's clever.